This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. So I didn't expect researching this episode, Ohio, to have such a blast doing it. Yeah. I, I genuinely, like there are a couple of things that I was just researching and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to talk to Sarah about this. And I wasn't expecting that from Ohio. I Okay, I don't know, but I feel like every time we go to a place, it's like, oh, dang, I, I you know, <laughs> I don't want to, hold on. Uh, yeah, but I like South Carolina and uh there's one recently too it was there's some other southern state where i was like wow that is wild too yeah um, but yeah i i don't know i feel like every state just has these like seedy underbelly ghost sort of stories that you just the past was wild man <laughs> yeah know, some, some stuff went down so i know you are born and raised in ohio is that correct Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you have some really cool insight into local lore and legends just based on growing up there, word of mouth. I feel like that's how you find out the best stuff is just oh, yeah. swapping stories with friends. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of stories, but also I don't know what are some stories that just like my family told me like, oh, there's this warlock's grave up in the cemetery on the hill. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. Cool. And there's this like, busted grave. But, you know, I think it's just like a specific Denison sort of story or they just made it up on the walk there. No idea. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's how rumors but, get started. I know, but it's almost like how we were talking about, you know, the Minerva monster or squonk, like these little hyper local <laughs> I know. I looked up more pictures of Squonk and it just breaks my heart. <laughs> I can't. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. And some of the bigger legends that we're going to talk about today, I was, you know, I did grow up knowing and I knew friends and family who explore the places and I explore the places. And it's just, you know, really interesting. And it's not so, I think today we're not so much focusing on like the, um, like the cryptids necessarily because we have some sure and we can talk about it but for me my focus has always been on these like crazy haunted places or places with like really dark lore and rundown spots and that are still standing and it's just really cool to explore nice i think yeah. i'm excited to hear about um some of the places that you have come up with and maybe even ones that you've personally been to is that mm -hmm. a thing okay cool yeah, there's no way for me to sh I can send you some things for the show notes and I'll probably cool. overlay some things for the video, but I do have some media just from me going to these places and having family that's gone to the places. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. I have um do you want to just give like a quick rundown of some of the places you want to talk about today just to let people know? Absolutely. Um so yeah, Ohio does have a lot of places that are allegedly haunted or has some creepy things happen. And it's not just limited to a couple of the places we're going to talk about today. So I am going to, and just trigger warning, we are going to be mentioning um, like mental, uh, mental health institutions that, you know, back in the day were pretty brutal. So just FYI there. But so one of them is the Ridges, which is the Athens Lunatic Asylum. Another is just Ohio University campus at large. There's a lot of just like historical buildings and a lot of like rumors, kind of like the the third eye man or the three eyed man that you talked about for mm. um, uh, South Carolina. Some, like, yes. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, just before I get into those, I just want to actually touch on some other legends that if you aren't familiar, we can always dive into, or if you can research on your own, whatever we want to do, but say, you know, um, the Cleveland Torso Murders, which Ooh. I don't know if you've heard of those. No. Okay. Um, I don't have it on the docket for today, but we can always circle back because it's a really interesting um, true crime sort of story that I only learned about maybe in the last couple of years. Like, listen wow. to all these like true crime podcasts. I didn't know anything about it. And then also the, uh, <clears throat> the Moonville Tunnel, um, which is allegedly haunted. The Lakeview Cemetery has... Um, it's so the graves in the Lakeview Cemetery are beautiful, but there's one in particular that's famous and it's called, I think it's the Hasero, not Hasserot, Hasero Angel. And it's the Angel of Death Victorious. And this beautiful, I think it's copper angel statue just looks like it's crying mm. <laughs> all the time. And it, I think it's from like weather and wear, but if you Google it, it's just a kind of like beautiful and terrifying um, angel statue, which is amazing. Um, there's also a tuberculosis hospital in Lima. There's Helltown, um, which is an abandoned town near Mawson Mills, which is actually very close to the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. So if you're ever exploring the national park and you come across this like little deserted road with a blocked off, there's it's a haunted place called Helltown. Hmm. Um, so not to be confused with the famous Circleville Pumpkin Show, which is awesome, by the way. Like I don't want to upsell some like fall festival in the middle of our Lauren Legends, but I love the Pumpkin Show. It's like, you know, famous in the nation, if not the world, because they just have like all of these pumpkin celebrations and a parade. And yeah, it's it's great. Um, but unrelated to that, there was a Circleville uh, letter writer, which is very, very similar to The Watcher that we mm. talked about in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. A little bit less focused on a house and more so one person sending just vulgar violent messages and letters to people in the town. Wow. And I don't think they ever figured out who it was. Um, there's also an abandoned park in Medina County called the Chippewa Lake Park. And then near me alone, there's a lot of like little local legends. So like the Canton Palace Theater is a historic theater that has been, you know, restored over time. And I actually saw my first concert there. Um, and it's allegedly haunted just because it's, you know, a, just a longstanding institution and a, it's a historic building. And there are just like little legends of like, the organist ghost and things that have happened in, in the building, which is really cool. Um, and then there, there was this, my group of friends, they told me about this thing called this place called rogues hollow, which we've actually wrote about on only in your state.com. So it has some, some level of, you know, legitimacy and it's an abandoned town, which is now just like a little historic like site with a mill and just a path you can go on. But back in the day, it used to house a lot of like, criminals and gangsters and things like that so there's been a lot of you know murdery kind of events that have happened there and it has its own crybaby bridge of course as you do <laughs> um and there's a spot nearby called the devil's triangle and i think this is kind of dipping into like oh friends telling friends stories let's go to the devil's triangle at midnight but where people would you know like dare each other to go to rogues hollow at night and go across the crybaby bridge, go to the devil's triangle and all this stuff. So <clears throat> it reminds me very much of um, uh, what's the town in Pennsylvania that um, Silent Hill is based on uh, Centralia. Mm. So like the abandoned mining town with the fires burning underneath only without the fires. Mm. Thankfully. So yeah, yeah that's, 
that was my sorry for the the ramblings, but that's, these are just some of the things that you can come across in Ohio. Was there anything that you discovered in research that you're like, wow, this is awesome. I want to talk about it or. Yeah, there was one, uh, actually two stories that I was fascinated by. One of them was about the melon heads in Kirtland, Ohio. Never heard of it. What? (laughs) Awesome. Great. I was really, I was setting out to research and I was like, you know what? I really want to find some like very obscure things that, you know, maybe Sarah would appreciate rather than, because of course, like the, the Minerva monster. And I think you guys have your own Loch Ness called Bessie. Is that right? I need to, I need to alphabetize all of our Loch Ness monsters in the United States because Bessie. Yes. Champy. Hoppy. <laughs> Hoppy. I'm yeah. going to create a spreadsheet and uh, throw that in the show Just notes. about it, though. We could make a line of plushy Nessies for the United States. How adorable would that Cute. be? Cute. Like the garbage pail kids, but Loch Ness Monsters? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Love that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to talk about that a little later. And then also the only known witch trial in Ohio. Did you know about that? Such no. a fascinating story, and I can't okay. wait to dive in. But I would love for you to jump in on the first thing that you really want to talk about. This is okay. local lore and legends, Ohio. Sarah, local resident expert. Oh, you're overselling just gave me. It I, to you. <laughs> I just happened to be born here. Um, okay, so the first thing, actually, both things I'm going to talk about are, like I mentioned earlier, are more of just haunted spots. And the first being the ridges. So in Athens, Ohio, where Ohio State University, or Ohio, sorry, Ohio University, it's a big, they're not the same. Um, (laughs) uh, Where that university is, uh, is used to be a lunatic asylum. So it opened in 1874 and it was supposed to be treating specifically um, just, you know, criminally and mentally insane patients back in the day. However, they documented them and a lot of them were pushed to this place by the court system. So, at, I mean, I think this is like a common a common history for all of these hospitals in this day and age, like the 1800s, early 1900s. They established these places in sanitariums knowing that they wanted to treat these people, but they didn't have enough information. It eventually led to overcrowding and the conditions were just awful because as the number of patients diagnosed and put into the system over the years, just kind of ballooned, there's, you know, dropping quality of life and care, not to mention during a certain time in history is whenever some really violent and invasive practices were starting to be used. So electroshock therapy, um, lobotomies including like a transorbital lobotomy which if you're not familiar they just basically go in through your eye with an ice pick and separate the corpus callosum and just like yeah just shove it around they're like oh we did something um so that was like a lot of the history of the the ghosts kind of go back to that like poor conditions overcrowding terrible experiments you know trying to treat these people who were I'm 100% certain, just misdiagnosed, misunderstood, and we just didn't have the information at the time. Yeah. And one patient in, particu- in particular that is said to haunt the, um, I think she specifically haunts the tuberculosis war, but I'm not 100% sure, is Margaret Schilling. In December of, I think, 1978, allegedly she was playing hide and seek with the nurses, but <clears throat> she was so good at it, she was never found. <laughs> 
So she disappeared. And as the story goes, like the entire staff was looking for her. She was found later. Um, and when they find her, she had passed away. And her remains stained the floor of the room she was found in. And to this day, you can see her outline on this like concrete floor. How much um, later was she found? I think over a month, several Ooh. weeks. Yeah, so she was she was gone for so long and the staff couldn't find her. She had passed away and started to decompose, wow. which is why, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, great care in, in these times, right? Oh boy. Um, and so now Margaret Schilling is one of the ghosts that haunt um, the ridges. And even beyond her ghost, there is a lot of just kind of like local lore that's surrounded that surrounds the ridges because right now a big portion of the hospital has been converted into school buildings and art buildings, but there are still parts of it, at least in the late nineties, early aughts that were still kind of like cordoned off as, you know, we can't use these. So actually my cousins went, um, my cousin went to Ohio university and they snuck into the abandoned tuberculosis ward and were taking pictures and take, and I, as we've said before, I'm not like an 100% believer, but there were there were orbs in the pictures. There were like children's wings with like painting, like paint peeling off the side. And it just looks like awful, which jealous, by the way, I wish I would have gone there <laughs> in that state. Um, so it's, you know, it's just kind of like a fascination for people who go to the college, who live in the town and Athens in general, like I mentioned earlier, is just a haunted town with a lot of historic buildings and even parts of the university being haunted. And also... <laughs> Because there were so many people pushed through the system by the courts that they didn't have the money or the knowledge of who they to have a proper burial once they died. So most of the graves are just unnamed or numbered. Mm. You don't know who's buried there. And a lot of the cemeteries, if you look at a map, form a pentagram. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, anything loosely can be a pentagram, <laughs> but the, the cemeteries are formed in a pentagram. And there's even one that has a circle of graves that people claim is like a witch's meeting point um, mm -hmm. in the cemetery. So <clears throat> for me, I think the biggest draw to the ridges in general is that they're just trying to like paint over all of these horrific things that have happened in the hospital and all of these horrific deaths and experiments. And they're like, well, we, this is where we have class now and we're going to hang some art in the hallways. Hopefully it's fine. And we're not, you know, pissing anyone off. Oh, oh well. my gosh. Yeah. That's terrifying. And it's beautiful too. Like the, the buildings are just like these gorgeous brick buildings. It looks like a castle, like, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. But would you want to study there? Like, yeah. would you well, want to go and ha I know I'm asking the wrong person, <laughs> but <laughs> just like imagine having an evening class there mm -hmm. and, you know, it's dark. You have to walk home after that. I think I would love it. Um, I'm kicking young Sarah in the butt. Like, why didn't I ever know about this whenever I was like graduating high school? If I was going to go to a college, mm. why not go to an extremely haunted college? Like, of course. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be that's intense. Um, oddly enough, o OU is also known as like a party school. So there's this weird like juxtaposition of like, oh, you're th there's supposedly like Native American burial grounds and all of these like cemeteries and witches and hauntings, but also let's get wrecked. Uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Escapism. Um, 
Well, mm-hmm. I mean, so, okay. If you have these universities that are, are they trying to bury the history? Like, are they embracing it? Are they just kind of like, those were the times, sorry. You know, like what's their follow-up on that? So for the ridges, it kind of feels like the latter. Like, well, it is what it is. We're not moving the cemeteries. Yeah. These buildings are nice. How many, right. you know? So <clears throat> I do think the Ohio State Reformatory leans into it a different way. And it is just primarily focused on like, yes, things were awful here and they're haunted and they just heavily lean into that. Although there are ghost tours of Ohio University and things like that. I don't feel like it's the same focus as some of these other places. Right. It's more just like tourism based versus yeah yeah okay. interesting so why don't you tell me about the melon heads question mark right yeah so that was my that was exactly the same sentence i said in my head uh the melon heads what could this possibly be and yeah so kirtland ohio do you know where that is it's okay if you don't okay cool i do not um so there is this local lore about a group of children that they've been dubbed the Melonheads. And there are a couple of different stories about how they came to be. Basically, it all comes back to this doctor, Dr. Crow, and spelled a bunch of different ways, but Dr. Okay. Crow. And basically, Dr. Crow was said to be performing experiments, unusual experiments, to say the least, on children. And basically, their heads became very malformed. They were very large, hairless. Um, there are wow. accounts that the yeah these children were already suffering from a disease, and so but Doctor Crow apparently was injecting more fluid into their brains and exacerbating the issue. So yeah, as the legend goes, basically um, one of them was that the child all the children killed Doctor Crow. They revolted, killed Good. him, retreated I into the that. forest. Yeah, <laughs> right. I love a good revolt. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so then they just like went into the forest and legend says that they're, they could still be seen, seen in the forest, but only around Halloween. There's another legend that it sounds a little bit more far-fetched that they're, they feed on babies. We don't know about that, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that are fascinated by, uh, these children who grew up and now they just live in the forest and this mad scientist, uh, you know, that the house burned down that they all lived in. And apparently Dr. Crow burned to death. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This like pack of wild children lives in the woods. I don't know where Kirtland is, but this is fast. I never heard of that. That's terrifying. I'm glad they killed the doctor. I hope they don't eat babies. Yeah, um, right. That's just my stance. <laughs> There's another, another part of this legend is, too, they were saying that... Um, the government was responsible for doing experiments on the children. Oh God. Yeah. And then the kids were all sent to Kirtland to see Dr. Crow. So that's a, that's a whole other, you know, ball game there, but yeah. So this one was pretty fascinating to me. They did have, there were a couple, uh, it, it got just the legend got very popular on the internet and, um, that a lot so of websites. Strange. Yeah. Because also like, <clears throat> I, it, it wants me, or it wants me, I want to understand, like, where does this legend come from? Were there kids with, you know, hydrocephalus and they just were unfortunate, you know, 
fortunate kids and then someone made up this story about this doctor or what how did it evolve like that is crazy yeah apparently they were saying that it got very popular on on websites like creepy cleveland and dead ohio and users started offering their own versions of the story but i think that's where it probably lost maybe some of its credibility because people were just you know adding their own spin on it not sure but oh so i definitely drove through it last weekend (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that sounds kind of yeah yep awesome yeah i want to do like a haunted tour of ohio i think or even Mm -hmm. beyond ohio this year after learning so much i think it'd be great yeah okay agreed all right what's next on yours so so the next on my list is the ohio state reformatory Mm-hmm. which we've covered multiple times on onlyinyourstate.com yeah. and I visited multiple times. Um, so if you're not familiar with the Ohio State Reformatory, if you've ever seen the Shawshank Redemption or Air Force One, that is the big castle building in that movie. Like they filmed it at Shawshank or Shawshank, um, at the Ohio State Reformatory. So if you're a movie buff, fun, you can have a tour and you can see like all the little spots that Andy Dufresne did his stuff. Um, but additionally, it was an actual uh, a prison. So as the story goes, you know, it was designed, it's beautiful, it looks like a castle. And originally, the goal of the prison was to, well, in, in its name, it was a reformatory. It wanted to take the inmates, reform them, rehabilitate them, and release them. So I think it was built, let me see, in 1896, took 10 years. And basically at first it was successful. It was great, but then overcrowding, they're pushing too many inmates there. And instead of a reformatory, I think in the 1960s, it was transformed into basically a max prison. Like it's just full of people, violent crimes, violent offenders, and it was never intended to be that way. So because of its declining state and all of the prisoners inside, who were violent towards themselves and each other and the guards, there was just, it got to the point where it was just unmanageable. So there are famous stories of certain parts of the prison. So like solitary confinement, there are specific stories that deal with certain cells down there. There's a shower where, you know, murders happened on the regular. (laughs) Um, And it closed in 1990. And ever since then, so as far as I've been aware, it's just been this place that has a historic building that has been maintained and known to be extremely haunted. So there are there's so there's a haunted house every Halloween, which isn't that impressive. I've gone to it's called Blood Prison. It's great. But whenever I'm inside, I'm like, no, I just want to go to the prison part. <laughs> Don't give me these hauntings. I'm fine. You know, you can go through and close your eyes. But what's better is being able to stay there overnight, which I've done a few times. So what they do is they basically welcome you into the prison or the reformatory at like 11 p.m. You have free reign until 4 a.m. You can stay. There's some people who like actually sleep overnight if they're helping clean the prison. But it's amazing because there are no lights. You have to do it by flashlight. There's no heat. Mm -mm. And you can go basically anywhere. So the last time I went, you know, we went down to the showers, into the basement, into the um, solitary confinement um daring each other to like you know stay in solitary in a cell by yourself let's see who gets out first um there's a chapel uh 
You can get up into the attic. So there's, I've been everywhere all over that prison. And it is, I went with people who brought like temperature, um, like temperature readers and like the, what, what is that? Like the EMFs and recorders mm. and things like that. And they'll, you know, try and talk to ghosts and see what happens. And, you know, for the most part, nothing does really, but <clears throat> I know they've gotten some strange recordings from it. I've never experienced anything personally, but it is just a terrifying experience. Mm. So, you know, it's one of those things where I would highly encourage anyone who is just the least bit interested to do the overnight. Like oh my gosh. it's safe. There's, in the guard room, it lights up so you can have pizza and coffee. And you can just use the bathroom there. But everywhere else is just up to you. Good luck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. So what's your so stepping in there for the first time, what's your overall vibe? Because you're saying you didn't experience any paranormal, but is it are you like picking up on weird energy? It is cold, massive, and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Everything like the there's peeling paint the cell blocks are giant and you can just get the vibe of that it was not a place with positive history yeah um and everything was kind of just left as it was there's just stuff everywhere Mm. books in the library or one of the libraries i went to they're just like random books and piles of things that they left over over the years like i ran into one room in the showers and there was just like spare toilets a bunch of them weird know, stacked up i think there's there's one cell in there that i came across and they had a little inscription on it but someone shot a music video there and the cell was like painted red and there was like gold everything inside i'll have to hold on i was music just gonna video. say who could this possibly be you want to take bets oh my <laughs> gosh if it's very well known uh Nicki minaj eminem machine gun kelly oh, wow. marilyn manson maybe uh, I'm trying to think of maybe like what the vibe would be. Lil Wayne. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never okay, would have guessed that. Guess that. <laughs> and apparently Godsmack as well. Okay. I mean, that makes more sense. Yeah. To me. Wow. The- oh, there's been a lot. Huh. Okay. But I think, I think Lil Wayne might've been the. Red room with gold accents. That that checks out, I think. <laughs> you know, that sounds about right. Um, I will say, though, if you, I know that it might not be your jam, but if you ever come to Ohio and you're near Mansfield, you absolutely have to go to the prison, even if it's not an overnight. It's just okay. a fascinating place. Daytime, I could probably do. <laughs> just swing into the gift shop, get a shirt and get out. I don't know. You had me at pizza and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes the experience whenever you're freezing, but you're like, oh, well, I got some, you know, when you get the coffee in the big bins, like the big brown bins, that's like not necessarily anything that tastes like coffee. It's like, here you go. Here's some water that's slightly brown. It's, it's okay. Oh man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would check it out. I probably wouldn't do an overnight just cause, uh, gosh, I already don't sleep well as is. This would just kind of make things worse, but do they have tours all year round or is it only? They yeah. do. And they yeah. have historical tours and they also have haunted tours. So, so it's up to you. You could do a daytime tour. Or you're just walking around and you learn about the prison. And, you know, they do touch on basically the the creation of the prison, 
you know, the various wardens, the high profile sort of like murders and attacks inside and, you know, what really happened when it started to become this overcrowded max prison, which mm-hmm. is just, you know, lots of bad. Yeah. Um, so I think right now it's being overseen by like a nonprofit and they make their money just by like charging admission as like a tourism place, especially like during Halloween. Mm-hmm. I've had friends who go there and volunteer and clean, which I'm not sure I would do because, you know, asbestos and lead paint, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's helped to keep the, keep the reformatory in its state. So, yeah, that's kind of cool that they offer that though. Yeah. I feel a little bit like I'm disappointing this week because it's not, it's not creepy or crazy. It's just real human history that's terrifying <laughs> and that has left marks on society. I mean, sometimes so. that's the creepiest. Look, we had some really great cryptid content these past couple of episodes that we've done, which I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we're just going to continue to do for the rest of the season. But sometimes it's that real history. I think that can be the creepiest because there's yeah. evidence. There's It's factual. You know, there are certain things that there are tangible places that you can visit. You know, yeah. we're talking about absolutely certain cryptids that you might not necessarily ever get a chance to be in a place to see, but you can actually go to these places you're talking about, which is great. Like you can make a whole road trip mm-hmm. out of it and do a, I mean, I'm sure on only in your state, we have a haunted Ohio road trip. Oh, absolutely. So, Drop it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's not a road trip, but just even going between Athens and Mansfield on the southern part of Ohio, that would be that would be enough. It's it's really fascinating. Cool. All right, and then what's your your last story? This one, uh, I don't think we've really discussed witches on here yet in mm-hmm. kind of a full uh this story this was a blast just to read because this this is a you know, we think of witch trials automatically we think of Salem you know, 17th century, uh, mass hysteria, people pointing fingers all over the place. This witch trial, which apparently people are saying was the only witch trial ever to occur in Ohio. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was the early 19th century. It kind of has a happy-ish ending. So that's a good thing. All right, I'm ready. So uh, basically what happened, the town of Bethel, 1805. Mm. You know where that is? No. You've heard of it? Maybe. No. I'm thinking of Mount oh, Bethel, okay. but was was very close to where I used to okay. be. So anyway. Okay. So Bethel, 1805. There was a family known as the Hildebrands. They had a couple of daughters uh-huh. and the daughters started behaving really weirdly throughout town. We say weird. It's not like, you know, locking yourself in a room and playing Fortnite all night. They were screaming in town randomly becoming okay. frantic over things that nobody else could see. It was all this wild stuff, but then lo and behold, somebody quoted a woman named Cindy, Cindy Johnson, who works for the historical cited that they were unfit for their duties, which I don't know if that means they just started get like pretending to be crazy. So they didn't have to milk a cow or what, but so, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, historical right. women got it. Right. <laughs> and then it gets weirder. So the family, of course, were like, what's the only answer? Exorcism, naturally. So they wanted Mm. to perform these rituals, try and get these evil spirits out of their daughters. Um, The way they chose to go about that was have an exorcism. They had a nearby uh, sack. I don't know if it was a potato sack or what. And it was next to them. The goal was to let the spirits release, 
trap it in a sack, put it on the porch, and cut it into a thousand pieces. That apparently would destroy the evil spirit. <laughs> Love this already. Okay. Where are they where are they getting this from? Like, do they Right. Okay. Who knows? Okay. So, wow, lo and behold, gasp, it didn't work. So apparently they were still possessed, quote unquote. But the Hildebrand girls started pointing fingers at their neighbor, Nancy Evans. So from there, I guess they wanted to take the heat off of them and put it on poor Nancy. They accused her of being a witch. And everybody was like, focusing their attention now on Nancy. Nancy's a witch. And they're like, we have to do something because she's going to cast spells on us. So Nancy became the target. So back then, Ohio didn't have any laws about witches or witchcraft. I don't know if they do now. That might be worth checking out. This is how they decided to resolve <laughs> oh, this. I'm worried now. <laughs> I would love to actually get some. Uh, maybe we'll drop it in the show notes. So basically, the justice of the piece was like, look, there's only one way we could figure out if Nancy's really a witch. We need to build a giant scale. He gathered the townspeople, told everyone he was going to place on one side of the scale a massive Bible. On the other side of the scale, Nancy. At least he didn't say a duck. I'm like, if you're going Monty Python with this, I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. A Bible. Yes. Makes sense. So he said if the Bible was heavier, then Nancy would be driven out of town and she could never return. However, Nancy was heavier, obviously. The neighbors were relieved <laughs> at this logic because, of course, yeah. this explains everything. Everyone went back to their lives. Nobody was burned at the stake. But apparently what, Great. as history goes and the legend goes, they were saying that the justice of the peace knew that Nancy wasn't a witch. He knew that he had to do something to convince the town townspeople. So, just... so yeah, okay. nobody, nobody died. But that was the, uh, the one and only uh, witch trial that occurred. Just weighing Bibles. I mean, so how old were these girls? Was it just uh, puberty? Like, I mean, yeah, they were the older, also, but not like, yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. It's official. If you are lighter than a Bible <laughs> on a massive scale, you may be a witch. <laughs> I just, the logic throughout that whole story, wow. I was just, it had me at every turn. And poor Nancy. No kidding. Like, it's one of those things, like, once you, once you accuse someone, you can't unaccuse someone. And then, it's all about convincing people and the ties will turn and humanities has always sucked. I think we're just kind of like getting to that. whether it's modern, modern days or back whenever people were trying to get. Right. Cows. Well, that's how it, like, just, I think it's so fascinating that these, these two girls simply pointed a finger at their neighbor. Um, and we're basically saying like, Oh, we're cured. Maybe the exorcism works, but now it's in her. You know, which is just, oh, and that's kind awful. of like, we do have a Massachusetts episode scheduled. So I am kind of excited to dive into these witch trials and because it was as simple as pointing a finger and people would turn on you. That stresses me out. I'm, I don't, have you ever watched the, what is it? Salem? I don't know. It's a semi-recent show about that. Gosh, it was great. But it's the entire time I was watching, I'm just stressed out because the witches were just convincing mm. other people. Oh. Gaslighting. People suck. Nice. <laughs> the original OG gaslighting of witch trials. Yes. I see that now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's jump back in. I want to hear about some more of yours. 
those are the two places I mainly wanted to hit okay. today. I mean, Ohio's is is great, and there's a lot of weird, strange things to do, even outside of the haunted. Like, there's a Christmas castle, like a half hour away from me, year round. All Christmas has like the um, national, whatever. I've never watched those movies. Uh, the Christmas movies with like Chevy oh, Chase National Lampoon. Yes, it has like stuff Ooh, from those cool. movies in it, and I. Yeah, so I mean, Ohio is weird. <laughs> that's really all all I have. That's that's my takeaway. Um, just as many other states are, but I will say that going to Athens University or <clears throat> or Athens or Ohio State University or the Ohio State Reformatory, you're just going to find endless stuff. And there's a lot of buildings on the campus of Ohio University that are allegedly haunted or on burial grounds, and they just have like just a mishmash of stories that are that's cool so and so i know we mentioned this when we were talking with heather of small town monsters but you are going to an event in ohio do you want to talk about that a little bit um in case people in ohio want to also go absolutely so it's actually going to be they're going to premiere it's early june they're going to premiere a movie at the canton palace theater which i mentioned earlier which is that historic also haunted theater which is great. It's beautiful. They refurbished it. So they're going to release one of their Bigfoot movies. And then I think that same week, there's going to be something called Monster Fest in downtown Canton. And basically, they're having all of these people from all these researchers and people in the community come to sort of like celebrate the weird cryptid monsters. And you can basically buy a ticket and see all these vendors and people who, you know, hunt for Bigfoot or look for ufos or are illustrators and researchers and book writers and it's just going to be everything focused on monsters so that's actually going to be in early june and i'm going to make sure i attend so that way i can get some footage and photos and just like stories for us maybe potential guests in the future because i think there's just a lot of really cool people we can talk to who dedicate their lives to just researching this kind of stuff so and if you're in the ohio area you can absolutely attend as well Come say hi, you know, find me or maybe Heather if you watched our previous episodes. And yeah, it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun, especially if you like this kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, I'm I'm actually excited to, I think, head up maybe to like the Northeast. I know we have Maine coming up. So I, Mm -hmm. I just feel like in this particular season, it's, it's really those sleeper states for me that don't get a ton of recognition that have the best stories. Yeah. How about this for, for the bonus episode that when we cover monster fest, I'll also plan to give some extra stories from Ohio that we didn't have a chance to cover today. Like we're already what, like 40 minutes in. So I don't want to add to it, but I think we can sprinkle in some extra, extra stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Down. If you're up for an audio adventure, we will be exploring local lores and legends in the U.S. on Season 2 of Not Your Average Bucket List, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So make sure to like, subscribe, and join us. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.